Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Game Source News. Uh, just tonight, uh, it's myself, Nick, and, and Gerald for the evening. Old school, baby. <laughs> yes. And, uh, well, let me just say it's another beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> just like the old times, Gerald. That's correct. Well, um... Uh, CES 2012, our sum up after we've had a few days to digest the show. Uh, I think Gerald wants to give a few words of thanks to all our great viewers out there. Well, I want to give first off a thank you to everybody who's actually checked out our site and also the hundreds and hundreds of people who've actually um, viewed all of our videos uh, on our YouTube page uh, that devoted to our CES 12, 2012 section. Um, I've noticed a very, very keen interest in uh, the upcoming Twisted Metal game, uh, um, and, our mo and that's probably our most popular video right now. And then also as well, a lot of great interest in one of Nick's favorites, the Star Wars Connect demo. Oh, man, I hate that game. But uh, going back to, to our blogs um, on our webpage at yourgamesource.com, uh, we have a special CES section, and we put our blogs up. Uh, what, our, what our immediate thoughts were uh, from the show, and uh, I just want to elaborate more because I've gotten a little bit of feedback. Um, I do believe that I think Nintendo uh, should have uh, actually re released uh, the information initially here at CES, I think uh, on the Wii U. I, I understand that they had the Wii U here, um, but after a lackluster debut at uh, E3 this past year, I really think that it would probably have been their best interest, um, probably because they would have gotten a lot more news interest to, from the general news audience, a lot more gaming interest because there wasn't a lot of gaming news out there. I think they would have been best served because it still would have been a great time frame to promote the product to debut it here at CES. And I just think it would have been their, in their best interest uh, to debut it uh, here's CES 2012 as opposed to last E3. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, you know, they certainly would have got a more, uh, a lot more public media um, involved in, you know, their their system. I, I really think they really probably kicked themselves uh, for not, you know, like you said, having a, a debut of some kind. I mean, I think with E3, they they had a lot of exposure to gamers and and, ma uh, and and mass media and press, but I think CES caters to a much larger scale on the community level. You have a lot more industry affiliates, I think, than um, and that's what that's what these companies fall in love with. You know, they just want to debut it because they know that there's going to be hardcore gamers there. It's going to mm -hmm. be the hardcore gaming press. But I think something that like the Wii U, which is the the successor to the Wii which catered to a different audience than hardcore gamers. It catered to a national, worldwide, not just national, worldwide general audience. And I think it probably just would have, in my own best opinion, um, would have best been best served by debuting here at CES 2012 um, in front of a much broader worldwide audience, a much mm -hmm. broader news media um, and I think it probably would have been something that would have generated more interest worldwide uh, than it really did initially upon its debut at E3. Yeah, I mean, and 
you know, it's it's no new news that you know Nintendo's again, you know, falling behind in the in the platform lead. It's uh, they really hurt themselves. I really think in the long run by not having some kind of presentation available to, to the public press. Um, you know, it's going to affect their sales overall. I mean, again, that's my opinion. You know, we a while back took a survey regarding you know, how Nintendo felt about its products and accessories and software titles. And, you know, overall, I, I, I mean, I don't know, Gerald, what do you what do you feel Nintendo's fate's going to be? I don't know if the Wii U is going to be quite as successful as they may anticipate it being. Well, it's, uh, I'm going to have to wait and see because I really don't – the major thing to me is going to be price point. Um, functionality is going to be also a key um, interactivity of the actual video games the launch lineup, um, is it going to be really a multiplayer uh, platform? Uh, is it going to have an online, more, much more effective online than its predecessor? But I think what it comes really down to is what's the price point going to be? Uh, is it going to be attractive to another general audience as the Wii was? Um, I think it's just going to be right now for us a wait-and-see mode uh, to see if the Wii U initially off the bat will be effective. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the on the video game talk, I, I I mean, overall, honestly, I was pretty unimpressed with the show this year. Um, I found a lot of the technical acts, a- aspects of everything were really centralized on 3D. I mean, personally, I, I'm not a really big 3D fan myself, and I mean, that particular part of the show really did not appeal to me too much. Um, but on top of the 3D that was seemed to be integrated in every single thing they had there, tablets seemed to be the rule the uh, rule the roost there. And you know, despite Microsoft's last, you know, kind of going out with the finale kind of thing, uh, you know, seeing as that they won't will not be at the uh, CES any longer, I, I was not really impressed with the the lineup of titles and software that they had there. Um, especially Alan Wake. I mean, come on, guys. You guys couldn't put on something a little bit better than Alan Wake? And they, like, booted the developers who decided to even make a, a predecessor to the original title. But, you know, I just, uh, I don't know, Gerald. But, I mean, what do you think? I, personally, I wasn't as impressed as I was in previous years with CES. I think the show was really... Um, you know, gone down in quality from, from what it originally had been. Well, you know, I just also think uh, that it's going to, with Microsoft leaving um, and this being the last one, it's going to really take a, uh, a really going to take a chunk out of CES. And uh, you're right, there's going to have to be a lot more innovation, um, a lot of tablets, a lot of phones, a lot of TVs, a lot of 3D. And that was pretty much it, you know. And it just needs to be something more more than that, in my opinion, as well. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll hopefully we'll be attending next year, but um, we're going to see how it goes for the rest of the year for for Wii U and uh, and for the rest of the electronics that were announced at the SCES. Yeah, so just remember that you can uh, check us out at uh, www.yourgamesource.com and. Also, make sure once you go to our site to click on the CES page to read our, our blogs that we had uh, posted on there um, post-show. And 
we also have, uh, like Gerald had said at the beginning of the uh, uh, podcast, we also do have our videos available on YouTube. Uh, I believe Gerald is actually integrating those into the site. Um, speaking of site, just to let you folks know, we are in a process of uh, upgrading our site, so I expect to see some changes. And um, please let us know if, for any reason, you uh, see the site being buggy at all or anything. Please send your comments in, and uh, we'll uh, get on fixing it so your news is not interrupted. Anything to add on that, Gerald? No, like I said, I know over the next couple of months we're going to be doing some revisions on the site and making it look prettier, sharper, sweeter. Um, yeah, I know our site right now looks great and it's easy to manage, but uh, Nick, the mad scientist that he is, wants to uh, be even more effective. Effectiveness is idea. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something yeah, something like smart there, but I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> you might want to omit that from the podcast. <laughs> Um, no, I think we'll keep it in. It wasn't a dirty word, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks, Cheryl. But the, I thought we were going to say the bloopers for a blooper podcast. Um, so on uh, gaming news, THQ, some interesting news. Despite a rough start in the 2012 this year, of course, uh, it financially dispels rumors that it will cancel its 2014 lineup. Gerald, shed some light on us. Um, well, basically, right now, THQ hasn't been rumored to be a company that, um, because of its lackluster past couple of years with uh, several failures, including the UDRAW tablet and among others, um, that it is not the best shape financially. Uh, a lot of analysts have said it may not even last through 2013, but uh, at this point, they're still announcing that they're still going to have a 2014 lineup. Uh, so at this point in the time, at least it looks like they're going to stay afloat. But for how much longer can they get additional funding? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what their lineup uh, brings them sales-wise this year. Because then it's just like most uh, uh, publishers not named EA, Ubisoft, or, uh, you know, the big one, of course, Activision. It's just uh, they're one big hit away from uh, really doing well, and they're one big bomb from uh, closing their doors. Well, THQ, we know who won't be having a booth at E3 this year. <laughs> no special press conference for you. Something like that. <laughs> um 3DS dominates 2012 sales in Japan. However, I don't think that's going for the United States right now. <laughs> Actually, they're selling uh, quite well here in the States. Uh, basically, what happened was, you know, once the price came down um, worldwide, the sales for the 3DS uh, went through the roof. So, I mean, Black Friday, they did, you know, they sold close to 500,000 units. Um, in Japan, they sold four million for the year, and they've sold an uh, estimated around two, three to four million here in the United States uh, and UK. And so, uh, really, it's it's now coming into form, and now it's really selling well. And um, it's just took a matter of the pay cut, just because a lot of times these days with all the other uh, cell phones, tablets, things of that nature, and the games that you can get from it. Like, like I said, with the Wii U, it just comes down to a matter of price. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, I, I perhaps forgot to acknowledge this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, at CES, we did get to not only see the PS Vita, but we got to actually play around with it. And 
on the topic of the 3DS, since we're uh, haggling about, uh, you know, pricing-wise for uh, handhelds, you know, the PS Vita looked like a very impressive unit. It, it uh, beautifully was, you know, crafted. Graphics were amazing. Um, it's it's a bigger unit, which I personally like. I didn't feel like um, I don't feel like in the future I'll be so cramped up when I actually play a handheld. Um, it has a lot of features integrated um, from our smartphones, and um, I think overall the unit will be pretty successful. However, with the AT&T data plans that will be attached to it, which are not mandatory, but it's a pay-as-you-go, so I think it's uh, uh, 15 for the lower end, 25 for the higher end plan. However, uh, it's actually uh, it's actually uh, 15 for the 250 megabyte, and for two gigs, it's going to cost you 30, uh, oh. which to me is unattractive on a monthly basis. And since it's really uh, shying away from online multiplayer system, um, really to to me, it's it's unattractive at the very least, to say uh, the least. Excuse me. No, I, I, I agree. As a matter of fact, I, I don't believe not only with price point regarding the data plan, but um, I, I think the general consensus you're going to see purchasing that unit is either going to um, either not get it or they're going to buy, be buying just a Wi-Fi unit. I don't see a very large um, part of the consumer I mean, spending, finding the additional money to get the, the 3G, and on top of that, playing the, um, or, uh, I apologize, uh, paying the additional data plan, the data rates a month. Um, personally, I don't think two gigs with the, um, you know, the sheer amount of bandwidth you would be using to, to really exercise all the features that are, you know, possible on the PS Vita. I, I really think Sony is is really limiting themselves in that respect, and um, I don't know if it's going to be a potentially great seller. And you know, like I maybe expressed, um, you know, before in previous podcasts, and certainly to you, Gerald, at the show, was that I don't think price point on that unit is going to be um, as attractive as maybe the core unit with the Wi-Fi only me maybe being 199 and the 3G and Wi-Fi maybe being 249 instead of, you know, prices higher than that, you know? Well, that price point is going to have to – it's going to have to come down to that price point at the very least by holiday, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. But um, in any case, um, on the topic of Sony, uh, Sony uh, execs, you know, scoff off at the PS4 E3 2012, which – major platform player will, uh, you know, relinquish their, I guess relinquish isn't a good word, their debut, I guess, their console at the uh, E3 this year, the PS4 or the Xbox 720, if it's going to even be called that by the time. <laughs> E3 uh, I, don't, I don't think either, because then they're just shooting yourself in the foot on your holiday sales. I... If I want to anticipate when a release officially would be, I would say at the very least fourth quarter of 2013. I think it will probably be announced at E3 2013. Yeah. I just think they've really – I think the Kinect is still a little too new of a technology, and, and the, I'm not really sure if Sony – 
has the PlayStation Move where they really ideally wanted it. I don't know if it sells particularly as well as they would have hoped. I um, Personally, I think it's just really an amped-up version of uh, the Nintendo Wii's concept, which, I mean, they certainly do do it better. However, I I just don't see the PlayStation Move being as attractive as what the Kinect is able to offer. Regardless of how much I dislike the Kinect, um, I just think the overall interactivity that you're able to, the experience you're really able to get from it is really just going to still outweigh Sony, unless Sony really comes up with a, a new innovative concept with the PlayStation 4 that would dwarf the, um, what, you know, Xbox, you know, could potentially have. I mean, what do you think, Gerald? Um, I just, uh, like I said, it just something that's that's not in the books right now uh, with all the things that they're still trying to incorporate into it, either either unit. I just don't think that uh, right now or E3 is going to be the best time for to debut a new console on a, for either flat, for either company. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect 3. Cross, uh, the cross-promotion announced for multi-platform does this get you, uh, you know, more interested in gaming, you know, especially with the, uh, you know, new titles coming out this year? Not only Mass Effect 3, as we'll get into a little bit later, but uh, I think there are quite a few people waiting for Mass Effect 3, and it's uh, even greater that it's going multi-platform. No, I actually, um, well, that's great that it's going multi-platform, but I think, what I, you know, what was trying to be said was uh, there's a cross-promotion between the the game Kingdoms of Amalur coming out for 360, PS3, and PC, and that's coming out February 7th, whereas uh, Mass Effect 3 is coming out March 6, uh, 2012. And I think the actual news story is the fact that those two companies are doing cross-promotion with each other. Uh, basically, if you try out the demo that's coming out this week to Xbox Live, and I believe PSN as well, of Kingdoms of Amalur, if you finish the demo... Uh, you will get in-game items for Mass Effect 3. Conversely, when the Mass Effect 3 demo comes out, you'll get in-game items for Kingdoms of Amalur. Ah, uh, I see. So pretty much that's the cross-promotion what was what, we're at, what I think is pretty much going on. It's a novel concept. Um, I think it creates more interest for Kingdoms of Amalur, which is going to be another huge open-world third-person uh, RPG uh, that's coming out very shortly, which looks pretty good and looks very interesting. But since it's a brand-new IP from a brand-new development studio, it needs all the help it can get. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't really have uh, entirely too much experience with it. That I guess that will be something I have to put on the docket to check out, but... Um, I mean, any, uh, anything they can do to, you know, promote marketing strategy, you know, go for it. Um, we're going to head to a quick uh, break, and uh, we'll get right back with you, and we'll go to our next segment, the Round Table of Doom. We'll be back with you guys. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. The Round Table Welcome back, everyone. Round table of doom. I miss Chris's doom, doom, doom. 
Um, so, uh, our thoughts. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, doom, doom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it the same as he does. <laughs> our thoughts on the five most anticipated games of 2012. Well, before getting on the air, I was playing Final Fantasy, which is actually coming out in about a week. So, no, actually the 31st. Uh, close enough. It's a week and a couple days. Okay, maybe a week and a couple more days. <laughs> there you go. In, in any case, I know that's my most anticipated title. Uh, well, it's... Yeah, I'm a hardcore Final Fantasy fan, so... Final Fantasy thirteen two, and I have to say, say Bioshock Infinite. It's my second. Can't wait for that game to come out. Um, Mass Effect, of course... Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped at three. What do you think, Gerald? Start rattling some games off. Well, no. This idea was to give you already have your list already and prepared. No, but I can't think of. I knew the I knew three games offhand. I, I I don't really know if I can come out with five. I think there's really only three. <laughs> only three that I'm really looking forward to this year. That's pretty bad, my friend. And you call yourself a gamer. <laughs> hey, it's you said anticipated titles. Those are my three most anticipated titles this year. No, it's a list of five. <laughs> well, give me your... Any, I'll sponge off two of yours. <laughs> as you always do. <laughs> Anyways, obviously Mass Effect 3 is going to be number one for me. Um, then we'll go Bioshock Infinite. Um, I'll probably choose Max Payne 3 as a number 3. Um, let's go with Grand Theft Auto 4 as a number 4. Um, I also as Twisted Metal as number 5. Uh, and the most disappointing, uh, as far as it's concerned, because that was something we had also wanted to talk about here, is what do you think is going to be the most disappointing title to you? And it's the one you're playing now, Final Fantasy 13 2 <laughs> Final Fantasy thirteen was a dud, and this one is not going to be much better. That hurts. You hit me where it hurts, man. What well, thirteen was not a dud. It, the gameplay was a little linear. The gameplay was really linear. It was a very pretty game, but it had no. Stu- it was all style, no substance. It got slammed right and left. It would only became marginally successful just because of the name Final Fantasy, um, and I really think it left a lot, bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I think Final Fantasy thirteen two is going to suffer for it. Well, I'll, plus I'll the fact that fourteen hasn't been even better as a MMO. In fact, MMO uh, is actually a really, really bad MMO at this stage. Uh, it hasn't really helped us. So that just tells me that there hasn't been really a good Final Fantasy game to come out in a while. Although this, uh, you know, it is probably going to be a better version uh, than previous. Uh, I still think it's going to come out to pretty dismal sales, and I think it's going to end up being one of the biggest busts of the year. Well, I will be the one to to let you guys know I'm getting it, so <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Uh, you know, the Final Fantasy series is as much of a fan as I am. They've they've certainly had their ups and downs. The Final Fantasy saga is not quite as what it used to be in the past. Uh, 
Still hoping for a 7 and 8 and 9 remake. Hopefully Square will come to their senses and realize that all those fans out there would like one. And uh, I take away Max Payne 3 off my list and add in Tomb Raider because I want to see how much they're going to steal from the Uncharted series. You know, that's really interesting you said that. I mean, you know, it looked, uh, it actually looked like a pretty impressive game at the press conference. I was actually very it looks surprised. It looks good. It looks good. Um, no Slash and Square Enix and Eidos and all that, but uh, um, obviously the success of Uncharted, which is a superior platform and action adventure and took everything that Tomb Raider wanted it to be and has succeeded. Um, let's just see uh, how far it, you know they're going to copy their ideas. Um, and, but at least it's going to be something that's going to be available on more platforms than, than just the Uncharted series. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean and that, that aspect of it is great. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess I would have to add Tomb Raider somewhere on my list. I don't really know if I would place that at four or five. But um, Well, I'm, you didn't even have a four or five. So really, you know, you need to start having a four or five. Well, you know, I... I really only I think there's really only going to be three power players. I, I don't even really want to put Grand Theft Auto as my most anticipated because well, there's going to be a Call of Duty that come out uh, that comes out most likely um, Black Ops Two um, is what's rumored. Um, there's there's probably going to be some uh, maybe Assassin's Creed Three, maybe even Half Life Three if that comes out. So you know if that's if that's announced. Uh, there's also Diablo Three. There, there's uh, there's Dota Two. There's there's there's, there's a Counter few Strike. games. Counter Strike. Um, so there's there's a lot of good stuff that's already on the horizon. Um, will it be the same as as you know as good as last year? I don't think it'll be as uh, gaming wise. It's going to be as good a year as last year is. Uh, last year was, or you know better years like 2007, 2008. But um, oh hey. Halo 4, need I forget about that? Halo 4, does, you know, obviously people are on pins and needles on that one because all the Halo devoted, the devoted Halo fans are going to be wondering uh, with 343 behind the helm, is it going to live up to the Halo standards? Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't, I, I think uh, probably overall, I think one game that's likely to disappoint, and I'm sorry, man, but I think Twisted Metal is probably going to be the disappointing one. I, I, I disagree with you because it's already gotten a lot of interest. Um, it is actually, uh, like I said, of the CES videos that we have, it is the leader in views. Um, I really think it, that it's going to have a niche uh, coming out when it is uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Uh, I think it's actually going to get a decent amount of sales. I don't expect it to be a blockbuster hit, but I do expect it to be something that, uh, at least for the first quarter of this year, be something that's pretty solid. I suppose, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you have to be a, a twisted metal fan to be able to really, you know, I I, I really wasn't uh, it wasn't too appealing to me, you know, at CES. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm not bashing anybody out there who has a uh, you know a passion to play that game. However, I just think driving around blowing stuff up is you know kind of a played out you know, a played out version of previous titles that have come out. But going around and blowing stuff up is the essence of video games, my friend. It's true. But well, I guess uh you know, that'll about do it for tonight. 
It's going to be a shorter podcast. Uh, however, remember, please uh, check us out on our YouTube and Twitter and Facebook page for updates regarding the site and gaming news. And uh, remember, you can always find your friends at www.yourgamesource.com. Um, again, make sure to check out our CS page. We've got some interesting blogs we uh, we threw up there post-show. And, uh, again, our YouTube uh, YouTube page has gotten a lot of love lately, so uh, make sure to check us out on there. You'll be able to throw it. Thank you. We lost you. Uh, I'm back here. I'm sorry. I just wanted to thank all the Twitter followers that we picked up. Uh, over the holiday season, and especially CES. Um, also, come by and, and, and like us on our Facebook page. I mean, it just shows that, you know, not only you view us, but you like what we have to offer. Yeah, and make sure to check out the Angry Me about Star Wars Connect. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, always a good watch uh, on our YouTube page. Um, and, I, and also the uh, the reviews coming up that we uh, already had said on a previous podcast for Star Wars The Old Republic and Nick's favorite, We Cheer. <laughs> I will not be doing that one. <laughs> Just let you know. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Just uh, Gerald and I. Hopefully we'll have the rest of the crew with us next time. Old school. Old school, baby. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, you guys uh, and and ladies, have a wonderful evening, and uh, we will catch you on the next podcast. Take care, everyone. All right, good night.